Welcome to the We Speak Football Studio. I'm Zach Barkus. To my left is Zach Nada. To my right is Bryce Miller. And in front of me is David Arroyo. We're excited to be able to bring you guys all the latest news from around the footballing world. The Champions League has returned, but first, let's head over to Zach with a look into the Serie A, as the top of the table seems to have been shaken up. Yeah, it was a super big week in Serie A action over Valentine's Day weekend with four of the top five teams playing against each other and the other team, AC Milan, in action as well. Uh, The action started off Saturday with Napoli and Inter Milan ending 1-1. It started out really early with Insigne sending in a cross to Ozyman, but uh, De Vrij actually ended up fouling him. It went to VAR, which showed the foul and striker uh, Insigne ends up putting it away beats Handanovic to the top left corner and uh, it was a really entertaining first half I'm not gonna lie Napoli looked the better half looked better all half but um, Inter showed signs that they were growing into the game late and honestly it wouldn't take long after half for them to find that equalizer uh, Martinez sent in the cross Jekko misses the header but a uh, Ricochet in the box, finds the ball falling back perfectly at the striker's feet, and he does not make any mistakes the second time around and fires it home from close range. So yeah, that game ends all tight after a really fiercely contested game. Um, You know, it took them a little while to get into the game, uh, Inter Milan that is, but when they did get into the game, the game stayed pretty close for the rest of it. Moving into Sunday, AC Milan started off the action against Sampordia, and uh, it was the lone goal by Rafael Leao that would prove the difference in this game. He uh, races behind the Sampordia defense after a long ball from Mayan, and um, it's worth a note in this game that Mayan was typically un- was untroubled all game. There wasn't a shot on target while uh AC Milan was firing off targets. Uh, Giroud, Messias, Ramangoli also all should have clo- should have scored from close, close range, but they were unable to. Then to close out the action again on Sunday, uh, Atalanta and Juventus ended in a draw. It took forever for either team to find the net in this match, but we got to see another super strike from Mil- Milanovski as he thunders it home to the top left corner of the net. And Atlanta gained the lead in this game with 15 minutes left to play. But that really wasn't enough to hold off Juve as they found the net late to equalize with three minutes of, in the third minute of added stoppage time. Danilo rises highest in the box on a corner by Dybala and puts it home, ending it 1-1. So yeah, after the most exciting week in Serie A yet up to date, we see the entire top of the table shaked up with AC Milan ending up on top with 55 points. Inter Milan coming in right behind with 54. And Napoli rounding it out in the top three with 53. And then going down to fourth place, Juventus sitting there with 46. Atalanta with 44. And Lazio with 42. Those are all the Europeans' places, guys. How are we feeling? What do you guys see happening at the end of this season? Who do you see coming out on top? Give me Olivier Giroud, last match week, game-winning goal, and they win the league, AC Milan. Up, up AC, baby. As an AC it. Milan fan, I mean, I can't say anything else. Them boys are looking solid. They're they're top of the table right now. All they got to do is win out. Yeah, I think they've, they've taken control. Obviously, they're in first to point up, so... If Inter drops a game, if Inter or Napoli drops a game, 
I think they're in they're in pretty decent shape. Bryce, what about you? Who do you think coming out on top? Honestly, to me, Inter has a game in hand, and I think if they don't drop too many points, I think they'll end up on top. Dave, do you have uh, any thoughts on that? Um, <clears throat> I, I think AC Milan will come away with it at the end. I think Inter will eventually drop points. Um, honestly, I'm fine with either three of those teams winning as long as Juve don't. I just don't want to see another, you know, Bundesliga situation. Well, we already had that broke last year. Inter Milan won last year. That's true, but I mean, even still. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, as it stands right now, we're not going to have another Juve situation this year. But personally, I don't think Inter Milan is going to take this as they have had a rough patch of form that they look too correct in the Champions League this week. But we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah. moving on to Champions League stuff, Zach. We're going to move into our first game, and that is going to be PSG-Real Madrid. Uh, a contest that a lot of people were hyping up, and in, in, I think including basically everybody on the face of the planet. Yeah, but, I mean, it's like two of the biggest teams in uh, the draw playing against yep. each other in the round of 16. Like, that's that's tough. But we see a rule change taking away, taking away away goals, and we kind of see that play out just in this game. Uh, we see Real Madrid end up sitting back a lot, and uh, I think it's gonna things kind of take a toll on these two leg competitions. Yeah, I definitely think that's definitely something that we saw today, where it's the away team is not looking to open themselves up in any any fashion. Yeah, you already got right here in the fifth minute. We have PSG coming in with a Killian Mbappe gets a ball into Di Maria. I think Militao just got a touch to it. Doesn't allow Di Maria to get the cleanest of hits, but you can already see PSG uh, making the most of the chances that Real are giving them. We move straight back into the 17th minute, going into the 18th, and Mbappe's in behind again. Carvajal kind of does well to put him off. There's another angle that's not actually in these highlights that kind of showed an angle from behind of Carvajal maybe extending his arm a little bit and pushing into the back of Mbappe. Um, but Courtois is also there to make a good save. A beautiful ball by Messi, too. Yeah. And if it shows you how much was really in this game, that's a, I think it's 43rd, 44th minute header from Casemiro right before halftime. So that's really, that was Madrid's only chance of the first half. Yeah. Uh, and we move into the second half, 54th minute, Cruz having a shot from, from deep. That's what he likes to do, but he just puts it over the bar. It's unfortunate. Then we go into the penalty situation. Danny Carvajal kind of in trouble again, Mbappe in behind. He just got to stick a, stick a leg out and hope for the best. That was kind and, of the theme uh, of the game, right? Mbappe just running out. Mbappe had himself a game. Yeah. yeah, he just never had the finishing touch, kind of like Messi right here, unfortunately. Okay, yeah. So this is something I want to talk about real quick. Yeah. So this is Courtois' third penalty save in a row. Mm -hmm. Is this Courtois being good, or is this Messi just not having a day? I think it's Messi not having a season. Yeah, I mean, he's looked like kind of a, a shade of his past self this season. He hasn't looked the same ever since he's left Barcelona. I think that's been kind of evident. And, I mean, Courtois, hes it's not like he's a bad keeper either. He's no. a snake. Well, well, coming from a Chelsea fan, I yeah. expect you to say that. I mean, yeah, I think it's the same as you guys are saying. I think it was a saveable pen by Messi. But, yep. you know, Madrid fans are obviously going to hype this up to be – yeah, and kind of as they should. Yeah, they'll hype it up, but in, in the end, it really doesn't matter because, as we see later on, PSG do end up scoring. 
Uh, we'll get to that in what what is it the ninety fourth minute? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at it right there. It's not really tucked into the corner. Courtois can get down to it pretty easy, but we see the return Neymar of Neymar. His first appearance since injury yeah. in the seventy third. Good to see. Yeah, he almost makes an instant impact with a ball coming down the line from who other than himself, Messi. It's a beautiful ball. It'll be here for what maybe another month yeah. before he gets tight angle. To, uh, his, his sister's birthday. yeah. <laughs> What, isn't that usually around this time? Like sometime around this time. Sometime around this year. Uh, just tries to dink it over Courtois, but puts it wide. Yeah, it's it's tight. Tight angle there. And we move into the goal. 94th minute. A back heel from Neymar to Mbappe. Mbappe manages to get past Carvajal and Militao and slots it through Courtois' legs. He's just unreal. Yeah. Mbappe, he's, he's a special player. He really yeah. is a special player, you know. You see two men on him. He finds his way through both of them and between the keeper's leg to score the goal. I mean, Mbappe against his potential future club. Maybe. Do you think he'll end up there, going to Real Madrid? Or do you think he stays at PSG? Um, so I did see something today uh, on the way up here to record, actually, that PSG is set to offer him a new deal again after turning down the last one. And supposedly it is supposed to be 500k a week on his wages. So that's what two mil a month. Yeah, it's that is insane type of money. So two two quick conversations here. No, I do not think Mbappe stays. I think he wants to play bigger football. Legal is not there yet. You know what I mean? Like I think he wants to play somewhere better with better competition. So he comes to the Prem to Newcastle. There's a potential, bud. There was another report that said. That maybe there's a rift between him and Madrid right now after that game, and apparently there's talks between him and Liverpool. Why? I'm sorry, but why would there be a, a drift between him and Madrid? A, a rift. Well, because I, he just oh, yes, scored this goal and celebrated like he should have because he yeah. plays for the yeah, opposing well, I mean, club. It, it has, right now, that's his job. You're right, but uh, maybe it, I don't. I don't like there could it. be something else behind the scenes. It could it not would, be the game. But if I'm the Real Madrid owner, whoever it is that's trying to obtain him, and I see him score, I'm like. Great. I mean, it sucks that it's against us, but at least he's he's scoring goals. Yeah, I know. I don't know why that would. The the manner of the goal was fantastic. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like he shows up in big games time and time again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, that would be that would suck to see him come to Liverpool. I would absolutely hate that. Yeah. I don't think they would pay that the money that PSG would want for they can, Mbappe. They offload Firmino. And then they have a front line of Sala, Mbappe, and Mane. Where's Firmino? Where's Firmino? Yeah, not kidding. Yeah, I mean, I think he leaves. I'm going to be honest. But yeah. is it to Madrid? I don't know. I think if it's going to be anywhere, it's going to be there or City. Oh, I, I hope pray. not. I pray it's not City, but those are the only two clubs that I see having the money that can get him to come. I don't think City will spend big money after paying 100 mil for Grealish. They need a striker. They do, but... I, Offload Sterling. They would have to offload someone in order to bring him in. They would do that. They would one hundred percent do that. They're already talking about Sterling wants to leave. He's he's thinking about going other places. Yeah. So well, that's that's been known. I swear. Yeah. Like yeah. a couple of years. I so think. and Arsenal is linked with talks. You know, trying to get him to come. So you know, we're willing to spend big money on players that may not pan out for us. So you know, we pay eighty ninety for Sterling. How old is he now? That's a big hit or miss. Oh, yeah. 20... 27, I think. Yeah. He's, uh... Let's see. Here, I got you. I'll pull it up real quick. That's no, crazy. Got it. 
Speaking of uh, Raheem Sterling, let's move into the next day, game of the day with uh, Sporting taking on City. And uh, yet again, City doing City things. Yeah, City just rolls. I don't who, think... Who would have thought City would, you know, beat Sporting? Yeah. Did anyone in this room think Sporting had a chance? No. I didn't think it was going to be like this in the first half. The, first, the first half. half. In yeah. the first half, 4-0. No. Yeah, it's already started. Seven, seven minutes. minutes yeah. two, two or three maybe at half. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, no, uh, to four be fair, they had one called off for offsides in the very beginning, but it, it ended up being reversed because yeah, Man City. Yeah, so that's another. That's something we could talk about real quick. Are we do talking you think about that's offsides? Oh, I I think he's on. I do think he's onside. Dave? For the De Bruyne goal we talked yeah. about earlier. No, the uh, Mares goal that De Bruyne put back oh, in the box. Yeah, right. I think he's off, but it could just be the camera angle. But I, I think his foot is behind. Yeah, his his foot just looks to be behind because the sporting defender is kind of at an angle, so that foot is farther back than it seems for that camera angle, and I think the Bruyne just ends up being, like, maybe even, like, the width of a foot onside. I think his toes are offsides. That's what I think. And at Old Trafford, at Emirates, no, that's, that's offsides. Yeah. But 100%. No. Every single time they go to the board for something like that, it is offsides. All right, but this is Especially if it's Stewart Atwell. This, this is not Michael there. Michael Oliver. Or this, just go down the list. Mike Dean. This is in Portugal. And if you look at the space, if you look at De Bruyne, and then you look at the goal line, and then you go to the sporting defender and you look at the goal line, the space in between the sporting defender and KDB looks shorter. So that would make... From this angle. From whatever angle. I'm just, looks... Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I think, again, the consistency of calls across the board, you know what I mean? That's not – other teams are going to get away with that. Uh, to be fair, it didn't really matter in the end. Even if they would have not given this goal, it still would have been 4-0. So, I mean, we yeah. move on. They give it to 1-0 within 10 minutes. And from there, it's just kind of a downhill roll. Bernardo Silva is back in Portugal, and he's doing Bernardo Silva things. Bernardo Silva was on smoke today, boy. Yeah. He uh, he was glad to be back home. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Return to Portugal, he's got he's to put a show on, and that boy was, that boy was on smoke. That's just a finish. To hit it on the that half a, volley yeah. like that, on the way up, crossbar down. Oh, dear Lord. Absolutely nobody in this planet is saving that. Uh, give me Mendy on a good day. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> not LeBron. Not not anyone. not LeBron. Huh? You say LeBron? Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying no no one on this planet will save that. So Phil Foden with the uh, lucky goal. Yeah. With the Phil Foden esque goal. Goes through yeah, Matthias and Quatez's legs and uh, ends up finding Phil Foden. That is just see it's poacher's goal. So. Uh, good for him to be in the right spot, but if you're trying to hype Phil Foden off, Phil Foden up off of this goal, it's poor from you. Yeah, I mean, so if Sporting was going to have any chance of winning these games, these are the type of things yeah, that, that couldn't happen. Couldn't happen, and it just happened all game long. Yep, and they got in behind way too easily, and then the space. Oh, it was a deflection run. Yeah, you know. it was. Yes. The goal itself off the deflection, you know, 
I, I kind of respect Sporting for not just sitting low block and hoping for 1-0, 2-0 loss. But yeah. at the same time, you don't, and then this happens, it just it looks bad. So, I don't know. Do you think Do you think it would have been better if they didn't sit low block? Or, sorry, if they did sit low block and hope for a 1-0, 2-0? I mean, the scoreline would have. Absolutely. But yeah, with the but quality would, of gameplay... Would you praise them more or less than this? Oh, no. I mean, I'm definitely... De Bruyne with the late chance here. Um, I'm praising them more for going out there and playing and trying to create things rather than just sitting there and parking the bus mm-hmm. in front of goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... They they went out there. They played fearless. They they wanted to they wanted to try to prove everybody that they could take down a giant. But you know you saw what happened. Yeah. Four 0 at half. We move into the second half. There really wasn't much much else to cover. An offsides goal from Bernardo Silva that would have been a hat trick. Uh, coming I think three minutes. It was uh, 50, 51st minute I believe. Yeah, hat trick called off. Yeah, this is it right here. Cross in the box. I believe he ends up being offsides. Keeper really shouldn't be getting beat near post there either. No, that was awful by the keeper there. He did them no favors today yeah. either. Even though the defenders didn't do anything, his keeping was suspect. I think it was just an all-around bad game. Yeah, it's just nothing went well for them. Yeah. And then shortly after the uh, hat trick being called off, there was no doubt with this one, Raheem Sterling with a banger. Yeah, uh, you, we kind of talked about this before we started recording, but this is kind of what he's known for. He likes cutting in on the right foot and trying to find the far post. Yeah, it's about to come up here in a second, but it was a beautiful. I mean, there was nothing, nothing else he could have done better there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He created the space from here. He cut. And you got the space to hit it. You hit it. You find the top corner. Beautiful. Keeper, keeper didn't have the greatest game, but there's there's no keeper that's saving that one either. No, yeah, that's just placed beautifully. Mm-hmm. You know, again. Off his foot, cuts inside, creates a little space, bends it into the top corner. That is prime Raheem Sterling yep. right there. Yep. The type of goal you dream of. The ASA literally good day. Yeah. My Give ass. Give me Aaron Ramsdale. <laughs> <laughs> also my ass. Yeah, okay. Um, based on this year's statistics, highest rated uh, keeper in the entire Premier League over Emerson. Ederson? Ederson. Ederson. I I don't rate Ederson that highly. Me neither. No, but when you're when you have a defense that carries you like that, your rating is obviously gonna be high every single game. Yeah, so in the big moments he doesn't seem to make the big saves that he needs to. As where I'll give Ramsdale's credit, he makes big saves. He makes very good saves. Yeah. He he shows up when the moment's there. Mm-hmm. Uh he should definitely be English number one moving forward, I think. No, give it's it to Pickford. Working. There's no way Pick I'm sorry, but Oh, uh, Gareth Southgate, I don't think he moves on from No, him. yeah, I understand that, but it's like, all right, so what does Southgate praise Pickford on? His ability to play the ball with his feet, his ability to move the ball around. And it's decent, you know what I mean? When he's playing with the international team. But Ramzo, or against Chelsea. Yeah, or against Chelsea. But Ramzo does it consistently in the Premier League, and I feel that he's going to be able to do it at that international level. But that's for another day. Yeah, Pickford just another level when it comes to international play. I guess we can just... Stop talking about that because that's a conversation for another time. Speaking of international play, we saw Salzburg and Bayern take each other on in the next day of the round of 16. I was watching. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'll just say it should be an easy Bayern win, right? One would think. Oh, did we start this? Uh, uh, no. 
Did I start this inside? Yeah. All right. There we go. That's my bad. Now we see the lineups and we move. Who started for Bayern? Uh, well, I mean, if you want me to really go back to the lineups, I can. Oh, I thought you said the lineups were up there. I apologize. Yeah, they are. Let's see. Uh, we have a three-five-one-one or a three-five-two type. Um, if you can, Sula, Lucas Hernandez, Pavard at the back, Kimmich and Toliso CDMs, Thomas Mueller at Cam, Navri out right, Coman out left, Sane at like a Cam left side Cam role kind of, and then Lewandowski up top. So weird. I think it it kind of turned into a four. Oh gosh, what did it turn into? Five-two, kind of. Uh, not a yet. Sorry, not a four. It's kind of a three-five-two, but Sane kind of dropped in with Mueller, and then Lewandowski was more central. So it went more three-four-two-one. Three-four-two. Yeah. Weird. <clears throat> I can't do math very well. Well, either way, it was more Sane sitting, Lewandowski pressing forward. Yeah. And action started early in this game. Tenth minute, Navrid uh, had a chance here. I think the keeper makes a good save, and then it comes back out, and it's just a good touch to the center back in the clearance. If he didn't get that touch there, I think Coleman jumps on it and maybe has a chance to finish. We see the save again here. Navri just likes to do that, the fake shot on the right and cut back on the left to try to find the far post. That's a great save right there. Yeah, keeper's up to it. And Noah Okafor comes off with an early injury in the 12th minute. And Adamu, who comes on, gets, gets a goal. Just nine minutes later? Yeah, just instant impact. The 21st minute? We believe it is after this corner? Yeah, corner by Coleman with a half chance there. It's just straight at the keeper. Let me see it. The long ball breakout. <clears throat> then uh, we have a little bit of bias here with the touch from Brendan Aronson as we're all American. We credit him with the assist. He was credited with the assist, but then the finish is... Adamu, that was beautiful. I hate so finish. I I really don't know. He hits the gritty after. He hits the gritty on the sideline, <laughs> you know what I mean? Beautiful. I rate him. Nine minutes on the pitch. And he's already making an impact, going 1-0 up on the Bavarian Giants. Doing it for their brothers in Leipzig. The Red Bull brothers. Bang. Oof. Guys, could you, could you chalk that up? to poor defending from Byron to let him get that space? Uh, they got beat on the counter for sure. Yeah. They, they got caught out of position. I think they kind of slept on their ability to break out of that press that they have on those corners and stuff and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, poor defending, but I chalked that up more to uh, Bull, Red Bulls finding their way out of tight spaces better than you know, poor defending. Yeah, it was a very good sequence of play uh, from the Austrian club. Nice yeah. little touch by Aronson there. I mean, even commentary is yeah. giving it to him, so we're going to give it to him. There you go, yeah. It's not the prettiest of assists, but uh, an assist is, is an assist. Uh, you got three minutes later coming back, and we're talking about Aronson again. He does well in the box, finds a little bit of space, gets a shot off, but it's just saved by Sven Ulrich. I think if he would have got a little bit more height on it, maybe put it a little bit more left, it finds the back of the net. Yeah, it got caught up underneath him a little bit here, it looks like, and then he does well to create some space, but he does have four defenders around yeah. him. Yeah, oh, no, he does really well. It's To even him find the space to get the shot off was impressive. Yep. Yeah, he had a good game today, Aronson. Yeah, you mean two days that. ago? Well, yeah. 
I always say here Byron is is being Byron. They get their chances, but it just didn't seem like it was going to happen for him. Definitely seemed off today. I'm yep. not going to lie. Never They did find that final pass into the box, but they couldn't get that final touch to score yep. the goals. Uh, you see that header fall to Komen. Maybe it falls to Lewandowski, and that's a goal. Well, we're speaking of Komen. Here's another chance for him. Gets inside of it. It's a nice save by the keep to keep it out of the uh, the near post. Puts it wide. Yeah, keeper had an awesome game. Uh, we're going to see here again in another couple of seconds that Sané, Komen, and Nabry all had chances to put a shot on goal and fail here. Yeah. Uh, it's also the keeper doing really well again. He does well in this sequence also. There goes Sané, I believe, to Komen. And then Sané keeps that run inside. Gets the ball back, puts a shot onto the keep, keeps, saves it. Gets there to recover it before yeah. Nabry can he gets get there. up just quick. He does well. Well, it seemed like it was not going to happen for them today, especially after another chance here. Oh, this is the this is a Salzburg break. Couple unfortunate touches from Bayern. Right, it comes out wide. I think it's Adeyemi gets the shot off, keeps saves, and it's a Damu again. But Pavar comes across yeah. and makes a fantastic oh, defending. Yeah. Fantastic defending. Finds himself in perfect positioning. Keeps himself alert and ends up making that save for what seems like a go-ahead. Yeah. This is Pavar warming up for the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, so, he, so we can finally play decent again. So we can finally play decent, score a banger, change clubs, and go MIA for three years. Uh, Kingsley Coleman gets a little frustrated here. I think he, he manages to pull out a yellow card from the ref. Salzburg player is going to make the most of it. Yeah, waste as much time as you can at this point. You're oh, down yeah. to five minutes in regular time. Yeah. You're talking max after stoppage time. What, eight minutes more? You got to wait it out, and you just took them down. The biggest, one of the biggest clubs in the world. But as, as we're going to see, they should have put that second goal away. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about uh, him all game, but uh, Coleman does it. He he puts it, he slides it home from close range. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate uh, for Salzburg, but, I mean, it seemed like it was going to happen all game. They just weren't finding that last touch, and, and towards the end of the game, you could kind of feel it as it was coming on, and there was that chance with, with Nabry, Sané, and Coleman, and you're like, if something, if something doesn't happen, then I would be surprised. Yeah, they were the uh, more attacking side all oh, yeah. I would have to say. Wait, does that come off a of Salzburg head? The ball in? No, I think Muller gets a touch on it. He flicks it on, I believe. Yeah, it's either Muller gets a touch on it or Scott flicks it on, on off the yeah, Salzburg head. It's, it's just unfortunate in their, in their respects. But, yeah, I mean, they it took them until late, but Byron uh, rescue a draw out of this one. It's all to play for in the second leg for them there. Now, moving on to the only other game that was played, uh, it was Inter versus Liverpool, right? And that was a pretty boring one as well. Yeah, there were a couple chances in the first half, but we're just going to go straight into the second half where the goals happened. Uh, here we find ourselves in the 75th minute off of a Liverpool corner, and Bobby Firmino just gets his head on it, and he knows how to place that right into the corner. Yeah, using that big old head to put it wherever it needs to go, and... Typical Firmino goal here. Yeah, I mean, it's 
it's well done from him. You can't really blame the lad. It's a, it's a good finish. Finds the bottom corner. Handanovic can't really do anything about it. And Inter is a uh, Inter is going to be disappointed with themselves for letting Firmino get to that near post run. Yeah, it's kind of like we were talking about earlier. Then they need to get back in form, and we did not see that from them here. Nope. At all. How does he manage to hit that at that angle? He's got a big ridiculous. head. He's got a big head. I believe Inter had a chance here, and they just put it high. Yeah, he should have done better there. Paris should have done better there. Coming in from that left wing back roll, trying to hit it. Maybe you just got to try to keep it on frame to test the keeper, but he just manages to put it a little bit high. And this is going to be the goal to finish it all. 83rd minute. Kind of off of the free kick. Players stay in the box. Alexander-Arnold knows how to put a ball in. And then it just it falls to the right man. I feel like that's how we, a lot of Liverpool goals start. We uh, we talk about that a lot with it starting with a Alexander Arnold free kick and Alexander Arnold cross and Alexander Arnold deep ball. I feel like he's doing a lot of things for them there right I, now. I could be wrong, but I believe he has the most assists in the Premier League right now. Oh, by far. I think I, I think he's up by like six on everybody else right now. Yeah, he, Pete. To be honest, I don't rate him very highly as a defender, but going forward, putting a ball in the box, having a rip on a free kick, it's it's incredible. Yeah. It is incredible to watch. Well, I think assist-wise, no, I could be wrong on this because I don't have the uh, statistics right in front of me, but it goes Alexander-Arnold and then directly behind it, Salah, with the most assists in the... I really wouldn't be surprised. Let's see, I'm going to try to pull up stats right now. And I think the difference between the two is like three or four. Uh, that's on football goals. Mohamed Salah sixteen assist. Trent Alexander Arnold ten. Mohamed Salah nine. That is something. Jared Bowen right behind with uh, eight. Hey, he's been in form. Yeah, well, he started. Uh, he linked up with that one girl a little while ago. I can't remember her name. Oh, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, she's banging, bro. All right, heard. And so. I mean, this is the thing, though. You're doing well off the pitch. You see success on the pitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, we can kind of convert it to American football real quick. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has been struggling lately. Oh, and we all know the off-the-pitch issues we have going on right now. Two of them. Exactly. Two of them. <laughs> so, you know, Jared Bowen over there, he's he's living life pretty good right now. So you see the uh, confidence coming out on the pitch. All right, moving on from the female side of this, uh, can we appreciate Diogo Jota really quick? No. 12 goals on the season. That's underrated because I didn't know he had that many. That's that's incredible. He's the second highest scorer in the Prem, and I haven't heard of it. I think uh, the AFCON uh, helped him out with yeah, getting still. playing time. No, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, shout out to the, to the bum over there at Liverpool, but he does, you know, when that that you know when he's got his first choice in Salamane and Firmino he's not seeing as much playing time yeah he's definitely one that flies under the radar i would say yeah i mean he's he's a uh, a very good player and i think i think he could be found in a starting lineup if he wasn't sitting behind a very good front three. Oh, for sure he could play anywhere i yeah. think anywhere else in the prem yeah before we move on from uh 
European competition, you kind of shout out two of the big games that happened in Europa League uh, today, actually, on Thursday. Barca and Napoli with the 1-1 draw. Barca rescues a point late there, I believe. And uh, Dortmund upset by Rangers 4-2. They were on the verge of a comeback in this one. Not really, Bryce. That was, that was something, man. I, I turned the game on at halftime, and I watched the Rangers go up 3-0, I think. It they was. were 3-0 at half, I believe. I think they scored an early goal in the second half. And then right after that, Bellingham scored a goal, and it was 3-1. to one. And I told everyone to tune in, and a couple minutes later, Rangers made it 4-1. to one, And I was like, it's just not going to be dormant's day today it, it definitely was not <laughs> the uh aaron ramsey effect taken in over there at uh rangers i don't even know if he played today i'm gonna be honest he did he came in late let's see when, uh, did, when did he move over to rangers uh this january, january window yeah. oh, I didn't even know he that. came on to the 86. 86 yeah and see aaron ramsey effect baby yeah all right what when the last goal was scored in the eighty second? <laughs> Just came in to shut it down defensively. Effect. Nothing happened. Exactly. The pitch. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's in the all in European uh, football, but I think we're gonna move over to La Liga, right? Because we're seeing one of the favorites to win the league at the beginning of the season, dropping a ton of points in recent history at uh, in Atletico Madrid. Also, the defending champions of La Liga. Yes. I yeah. I completely. You know. I'm sorry, I haven't kept up with La Liga in the past couple of years, so I'm just so used to it just being Barca, 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 Madrid, 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 Barca, Barca, Barca. Like, I forget that other teams occasionally win the league over there. Yeah, I mean, they're not, they're also not really the only Madrid team dropping points. I actually believe, Real is still sitting top of the table, but I believe they kind of dropped in, in form also. They obviously lost to PSG in the Champions League. Before that, they went draw win loss draw i believe uh the loss coming in the copa del rey and before that they were winning but yeah you've seen a little sliding form yeah. from them but i think their squad is too is too strong to be able to not hold that out with what's going on in the rest of the league right now you think they hold out la liga oh uh, yeah i don't think i mean Sevilla's playing well they're they're doing well they've they've had some decent form but I don't think they have a strong enough squad to over the stretch continue to win games they're only four points back they've lost the same amount of games as Madrid only won two less and those other two go to the draw category so they've drawn two more games and lost two less so they're really not that far back though no they're not that far back but I'm just saying the longevity of the team I feel like I don't I don't think they are able to pull that out only reason I'd be well, two reasons I'd be rooting for Sevilla, is one something different. You see Sevilla win it like I like Madrid last year, kind of, and then two, uh, um, I would support Barca before I support Real Madrid, so I'd rather not see Madrid win it. Well, I mean, especially as an Arsenal fan, I would have to support Barca before I support Madrid. Why? Well, because of Aubameyang. Aubameyang, Thierry Henry, Alexis Sanchez. I mean, we awesome. have a we have a ton of links there. <laughs> I like how my mind went to Aubameyang. The, 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 the bomb before the legend of, you know what I mean? The Aubameyang. Uh, he said it himself, Thierry Henry. He said it. I mean, if you love football and you don't love Barcelona, then you don't love football. So, Well, then uh, all Real Madrid fans can go shoveling up their, uh, you know. They love money. I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah. 
And as of right now, as I'm looking at the table, Atletico Madrid are currently out of Champions League qualification. Uh, yeah, they're tied on points with Barca. Barca do have a game in hand, though. They do, but it's also Barca. I think that's going to be the more interesting right there between Barca and Madrid. That's why you go for the, yeah. Kind of like the Prim. Yeah. That, yeah. That, last, that last Champions League spot is going to be where the more interesting games are, are being held. I mean, I know, at least for me as a Man U fan, seeing Atletico lose this game, it definitely brings some hope. <clears throat> because we play them, I think, next Tuesday in the Champions League. So seeing them draw points, hopefully there's a, a dip in form. Yeah, you guys definitely need that. Yeah, as as we're also experiencing a, a dip in form. <laughs> You've been so, experiencing a dip in form for a while now. You see, it's where every episode you just take unnecessary <laughs> shots. That's because you're overrated club. All right, well, since we're talking about the Premier League, match week 26 this weekend, guys. We got five matches that we're going to try to predict uh, the score for this week. We've been keeping track. I believe next episode we will have the score update for y'all. But, but we're going to start uh, this week out with West Ham versus Newcastle. Kanata, you got a prediction? West Ham. 2-0. You don't think Newcastle score? No Trippier free kick again. Not in, not in, not at West Ham. Dave? Oh, is that West Ham? Is it? Yes. Um... That changes everything. I was going to go 2 1 Newcastle, but after hearing this news, I'm going to go 2 1 West Ham. Bryce? I would have to go 2 0 West Ham. I'm, I'm going to be the outlier and go 2 1 Newcastle. The thing is, that's not a bad shout either. I think with the form that they're yeah, in, the players the they brought in, I, I think it's. Yeah. And West Ham has been. I mean, uh, very more, up and down. Yeah, I was going to say the more realistic scoreline for me is 1-0 West Ham with Jaron Bowden goal, but... I was thinking 1-1. Yeah, 1-1's one one also not a bad one, shot. 1-1's one not bad. All right, so... But official ones we're keeping as the first ones we yeah, said. Yeah, official yeah. ones that we said. All right. Then the next game we're going to is going to be Kanata's game, and it's arsenal Bradford. Yeah, I'm going to go 1-0 here. Um, we've been having trouble finding the back of the net, but our defense has been absolutely phenomenal for us this year. So... I think um, they don't find the net, then we find one late goal. Dave, you got one? Um, actually, let's go to Bryce first. I got All right. One. All right. I got 1-0 Brentford. We're going back to match day one <clears throat> here, bud. Was it, wait, was that 2-0 or 1-0? It was 2-0. Oh, yeah. Well. yeah, I wanted to show check the scoreline from the first game. It was 2-0 it was right. Brentford. Yeah. Regardless, 1-0 Brentford. Wow, cool. You want to go back to you, yeah? Yeah, um, yeah. I I do think Brentford will will find that match day one form, even off of their recent form. Yeah, I I think because it's Arsenal, they already have one in the bag. I'm gonna go one 0 Brentford. Erickson, okay. what you're hoping for too? You need us to drop points this game. Yeah, that's a little bit biased, isn't it? No, I know. Not even. It's just, just being honest. Match. I mean, match day one. No one was expecting Brentford to come out and win. Yeah, that was, that was also... Have, right now, they also have no expectations. That was also in Brentford on the first match week of them being back in the Prem for how long? Even still. Yeah, I, I think it was 15 years or something like that. Something crazy. Christian, They've got nothing to lose and everything to prove right now. Christian Eriksen's coming off the bench. Uh, that I would mean, be cool to see. Yeah, I would love no, to see I that. Love, I, I'd definitely like to see him play. But, I mean, it's you're not too far off, my man. I mean, if, if 
Arsenal play like world beaters when the games don't matter, but now when we need to pick up points for the rest of the season, it's very it's very possible we drop points this game. Yeah, that would be an Arsenal thing. Yeah, 1-0 with an Ericsson winner. See, I should be hating on Arsenal and hoping Brentford win, but I can't see anything but 2-0 Arsenal. I just think our defense has been too solid for us. I mean, it's kind of like you guys were last year where your defense kept you guys into where you needed to be. You just had a little bit more ability to score goals than we have. Yeah. Then the next one, speaking of us, is Palace v. Chelsea in the Crystal Palace. You want to hit it first again? Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to go 1-1 this game. I got a big, big ups to my man uh, Vieira over there at Palace. He's been doing well with them. You guys are experiencing a slight dip in form here, so I think uh, they we could... picked it back up. A little bit in your one game in the World Cup. We may have... I don't know if it's this week or next week, but we may have Reese James back. This is also our first game in week since the Club World Cup final. So, so we're coming off a week rest. A week's rest, but I don't know. I think I think it's a draw. I'm going to give it a draw. I think I think uh, Vieira is going to get that team ready to play right. I agree with you. You said 1-1? One, 1-1. One? One, one. I agree with you completely, except I think it'll be 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. I think Vieira will have a little bit of revenge, but I do think there'll be a couple more goals involved. That's the other thing, is we see Palace play well against United, uh, Tottenham, and Chelsea, because that hate just carries over no matter where you go. So <laughs> Yeah, he'll definitely have the troops in order. I honestly think it's going to be a like 2-1, and all the goals are going to come in the second half. 2-1, obviously. 2-1 Chelsea, one Chelsea. Right? Yeah. yeah, Chelsea. I think we're going to go big here. Yeah. I'm going 3-1 Chelsea. Wow. Yeah. You guys are going to find the net three times in one match. Well, Lukaku isn't starting. <laughs> oh, so Timo so is going to score. No, <laughs> no. Give me... No, I'm taking Haver to the 10, Cho on the right, and Ziyech. No, no, no. So Cho on, Cho on the left. As for the Quetta, yeah. As for the Quetta up top. As for the Quetta or Alonso up top? They'll find their way up there. It's fine. Trevor Chalabra. I'm saying Cho on the left and Ziyech on the right. Ziyech's been a really good form. All right. And the next one is uh, City v. Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me compose myself here because I really, everything in my body wants to say. City by four, but I just know that's not going to happen. It's at the the dead, though. I'm saying 3 1 City. 3 1 City. 3 1 City. City. All right, yeah. In the empty head? In the empty head. 4 0 City. I just don't think Tottenham have any firepower against City. Harry Kane. I was just going to say 3 1, like Zach did. City, I'm guessing, yeah? Yeah, City. I'm going 3 0 City. No, yeah, I'll go 3 0 City. Didn't want to lose their last game 2-0? Uh, or am I, am I tripping? Uh, no, those men are still in the gutter, so... They might have. I don't... I really don't care about them as long as they're not in a Champions League spot, to be honest. Yep. And they yeah, won't be... It was a 2-0, 2-0 loss to Wolves. So if they can't score against Wolves... Uh, another what are they going to do against... Uh, to be fair, no, Wolves is really good defensively. Another McKellar a masterclass, right? The, fan, the players from Arsenal went and celebrated that game against Wolves like we just won the Champions League right in front of their benches because we knew that Wolves were going to be going to play Tottenham next week and we needed them to be on point for Tottenham to drop points. So I may be giving more credit to Mikel Arteta and the team for the gamesmanship, but 
with the way that game was played, I think that might have been a tactical thing, low-key. That is such a stretch. <laughs> I, I don't know, because if you watch the way that game was played, since we didn't get to talk about it at all, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but literally the entire game we were just trying to piss off Wolves as much as we can, waste time, late pushes, do little things. So it seems like there's a different tactic here, and he's trying to win games outside, like outside of the pitch, like Mourinho used to have to do against Barcelona. Might be a thing. Speaking of off the pitch, we like to banter a lot of Man U because you guys are so trash. So we're going into uh, this match week with Leeds v. Man U. Dan James gets to play his former club. Dan James' revenge game. Oh. So what are you saying? I'm going to say 3-0 Man U. Oh. I don't think Leeds will score. It's it's at Leeds, right? Yeah. It's at Ellen Road. Yep. I still think. 3-0. Last time, last time we played there, it was a 1-1 draw. Who's scoring those goals for you is the yeah. only thing I have to ask. Wait, Ronaldo's going to score in the 94th. That's it. Bruno just scored. He's not scoring again. Pogba will score. He just scored. He's Pogba, not scoring again. Sancho. Sancho? Yeah. Sancho's Sancho. Scoring, Sancho's scoring two times in four games. That's not happening. No. He's been playing better as of late. Cool. And okay. he still has two goals on the no. season? Anyway, would you say 3-0? 3 Sancho, Rashford. Okay. Rah. Oh, you just have a problem with anything I say. <laughs> I have a problem with your club. Uh, I got a one-one draw. Two-one uh, leads. Two-one leads. I'm going two-one, two-one leads. We see a return of 2020 leads here. Uh, Give it to me. I hope so. The murder ball. Give me the murder ball, and then they're gonna tire Man U out, and Man U's gonna be like, yeah, I don't care about this. I'm changing my Palace Chelsea prediction to two-one Palace. <laughs> it's just too bad. <laughs> I'm changing two-one Palace. You heard it here first. That is Honestly, crazy. though, this is just setting us up for an awesome episode next week because all our teams are playing in the weekend and it's just going to be a ton of banter between all yeah. of us just oh, talking yeah. down this, on everyone. could be absolute chaos. I mean, literally, like, <laughs> all of our teams could win and it's just going to be sitting here. You're garbage, you're garbage, your player's garbage. Ronaldo can't score. Lukaku's, Lukaku's garbage. Right now. Uh, yeah, but who is higher in the table? <laughs> Chelsea. The champions of Europe. We know what we are. You guys had to schedule a freaking fake World Cup game to get out of playing us. Yo, for we had to schedule. If you guys won the World Cup, you would be partying like no. it was fucking. I promise you. I promise you because I'm a real football fan. I do not care about the World Cup like you guys do. You would care about a trophy though, no? Uh, I'd like to put a disclaimer in, and I didn't talk about the World Cup much at all. So That is immaculate, Captain. Whoa. All right, but you did. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. last episode with Whoa. the champions of the world. Yes, because banter. But I'll, I'll give that to you. You didn't hype it up. Because, yeah, we played Al-Halal and yeah, Palmeiras. I mean, come on. You look at the teams that were in that tournament, and you want to tell me that that's a trophy. Work. That would be like me bragging about the Supporters' Shield or the, the, uh, yeah. the Shield that we beat Liverpool in in the preseason the match shield. last yeah. year. Like, come on. Well, we still won a trophy last year. Yeah, yeah. that's why I didn't talk, yeah. Smart man. Yeah, but he's still trying to call me out, isn't he? <laughs> well, Even I mean, though I didn't do anything. It's just because your club's shit. No, okay, yeah. buddy. We're anyway. champions of the world. Uh, I, exactly. That's what you say. No, yes. yes. Because it's banter. Yes, because it's banter. Oh dear lord! Your club is banter. You know what? That banter. That is banter. FC over there, bud. I know. No, that's no. Right behind your club. 
Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning into this Oi. episode. All right, give us a, hey, <laughs> give us a follow on Instagram at OCFanTV. Uh, oh, not OCFanTV. Sorry, that's our other one. At We Speak Football Pod. Yeah, and if you're interested in checking out some of the American stuff that we talk about, we have a whole nother talk podcast that Zach just said, OC yeah. Fan TV, where we'll talk about the MLS and the American national team and uh, some other stuff. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.